think I want to try your pork ribs. It's a Wednesday afternoon in Austin, Texas, just after 12 o'clock, and the barbecue trailer, Distant Relatives, has just rolled open its doors for the day. There are already people lining up uh, outside for lunch. Tucked behind a brewery and operating out of a trailer barely 20 feet long, At first, distant relatives seems kind of unassuming. But even in Austin, one of the hottest spots for barbecue in the country, this place stands out. Is that brisket? You see it? Yeah, if you want more. Let me know, I'll slice you up right now. Thank you. Okay. I'll slice you up right now. Here at Distant Relatives, tried and true classic barbecue favorites meet some unexpected spices and flavors. That's all thanks to the unique approach of the chef, Damien Brockway. His journey into the history of his own family led him to weave flavors of the African diaspora into his food. I'm Dylan Thuris, and this is Atlas Obscura, a celebration of the world's strange, incredible, and wondrous places. And this episode was produced in partnership with Travel Texas. After this, orders up. Oh, look at this. Who's better than us, huh? Look at that. That is a lot. That was beautiful. Thank you so much. You know, my journey into being a chef absolutely started with, you know, having strong food memories. This is Damien Brockway, chef and founder of Distant Relatives Barbecue. As the kitchen trailer of Distant Relatives serves up brisket and pork ribs outside, Damien breaks away from the lunch rush and slides into a booth at Meanwhile Brewing, the brewery that hosts the trailer. You know, the chicken in particular is something that was done with, like, a large group of people. It wasn't just like, oh... You know, smoking some chicken in the backyard, it was like, you know, now this is like a Sunday picnic and there's, you know, about 50 people here. And, you know, there's lots of bird getting cooked. And it's delicious and just kind of like the energy that surrounded that. Damien got his first restaurant job as a teenager, washing dishes and making salads at a little spot near his hometown of Norfolk, Connecticut. But over the next 20 years, he moved into the world of fine dining, training in New York and working in the kitchens of fancy restaurants in Boston and San Francisco, and ultimately Austin. The last uh, restaurant that I worked, fine dining restaurant that I worked in, we were literally at like a chef counter. It was almost like a spaceship, you know, it was all like, you know, technique driven. Uh, it was, you know, semi like sterile. It was all tweezers. It was like, it, for, for me, it was the pinnacle of my career of, like, doing that type of food. You know, after after two years of that, I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like, this is, yeah, like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. But around 2018, Damien had a conversation with a friend of his who was also a chef. And his friend asked him a simple question. You know, we just started knocking around the idea. He's like, why are you doing this? Like, why do you cook this food? Like, why can't we cook other things? Like, why can't we cook things that that mean something uh, 
to us. And that, and that was really where I was like, yeah, like, what? why don't we? An idea began to take shape in Damien's mind. A sort of sweeping take on the roots of barbecue, as seen through the African diaspora. Over time, it was like, well, it's too, it's too broad, right? It's unfocused, right? So then it became, let's narrow the scope of this down so that I can really grab a hold of this thing. And he decided to do that by digging into his own family's history. Damien's research started very close to home. It started with his mom, the person who had introduced him to cooking. She's like the family historian. Um, Speaking with her about, you know, familial history and like, you know, where did you learn this stuff? And, you know, can you give me the recipes? Can you give me the recipe boxes? Can you, just so that I can look at them? And then it's like, "Well, well, where was your mom originally from? And like, so on and so forth. Damien's mom had moved to Connecticut originally from Virginia. Her grandparents had raised hogs and farmed peanuts on the Virginia-North Carolina border. And then it became like, okay, so what is the tie-in to, like, you know, the broader diaspora or, like, speaking to, you know, West Africa or so on and so forth? To trace that history even further back, Damien decided to do a DNA test and just see where it would lead him. It was kind of crazy because it's like, you know... I was expecting, like, one or two countries, but then all of a sudden, like, it being, like, no, it's like a constellation of of different countries and different places. That constellation included Mali, Benin, Nigeria, and Cameroon. So Damien hit the books. He went back to the early days of barbecue in the U.S., consulting the Virginia history of barbecue and historical word-of-mouth accounts from enslaved pitmasters. He dug into the work of food historians of the African diaspora, like Michael Twitty, Jessica B. Harris, and others. And all these surprising things started to line up because he began seeing connections between what he was finding and his own family's story. Let's look at, like, what your mom or your great mom and, and all of these people, what, what they were cooking and what were they doing, how were they making a living. Then you start seeing things like, oh, they were like, you know, peanut sharecroppers. And it's like, well, peanuts. And then, and then, and then you look and then it's like, oh, my God, like, like, Omaro groundnuts in Mali. It's like, this, this totally makes sense of, like, why they, like, why they would be doing that. And new stories about specific ingredients began to emerge. As he jumped from continent to continent, he would trace peanuts from West Africa and find that in Virginia, there was a kind of historic sauce uh, made from peanuts, a barbecue sauce called goober sauce, or black-eyed peas, which originated in Senegal. And of course, there were the spices. A lot of people aren't familiar with like uh, the spice grains of paradise, right? A lot of people don't realize that that grains of paradise used to be more uh, prevalently used than than black pepper. Like the the Romans used to aromatize their wine with it as well, um, and it was actually a huge, you know, staple commodity of the of the West African economy. And Damien thought maybe this would be really interesting in a seasoning blend for beef. So he started experimenting, laying flavors on top of flavors putting together different kinds of combinations of spices, different combinations of wood. 
there was a lot of just trial and error. My neighbors put up with a lot of mediocre <laughs> barbecue because I, you know, I'd cook all this all this meat and then you know give it away. He finally landed on his winning recipe: brisket smoked with pecan hardwood in an offset smoker, getting indirect heat from that smoke, and a winning seasoning blend with grains of paradise as the star ingredient. So th- that particular thing like brings like a, a like a sweet uh, black pepper kind of taste that has like a very floral aroma um, to it. So so that's like a, a chief component there. Um, allspice we know is like a warming spice, so it brings predominantly like notes of like heat and, and bitterness. Um, you know we we know that black pepper brings heat as well as uh, bitter and oxidative notes due to what black pepper is, uh, but then other you know sweeter spices um like nutmeg and, and mace which are which are sweet spices and and that you know in conjunction with like a, a sweeter uh wood that we use i've already said too much there's gonna be people out there trying to like replicate this this rub now uh, which is fine do it um but yeah By early 2021, three years had gone by since that first revelatory moment when he was talking with a friend, and he had started down this path. And finally, Distant Relatives was ready to open to the public. Their first location for the trailer was a vacant lot next to a tire shop, and they very quickly outgrew it. And we had four parking spaces. It it got to the point where it was like, you know, all the people would show up. And then people would get mad, you know, trying to like pull in and then they'd just like drive off. But they would not come back. You know, they would just go somewhere else. So in summer of 2021, they moved to their current spot at the giant four-acre campus of Meanwhile Brewing. Today, when you pop over to Distant Relatives, you have got to pick up some brisket in their famous seasoning blend. On the side, you need to get some beans and greens cooked in the drippings. They have all of the spices and aromatics in there. Oh, my God. Uh, And don't forget to grab a side snack that is a nod to the family history. Get yourself some peanuts, too. You know, whether you're having some, like, you know, sun tea or or a beer or, or whatever it is, like, everybody gets that. Since they opened, Distant Relatives' popularity has grown and grown. They've also picked up some serious accolades. Damien was named a James Beard Award semifinalist in both 2022 and 2023. It's been nuts, uh, to be honest with you. I figured that we would that we would make it and it would be sustainable because the food is good, but I did not expect that it would turn into like um, what it has. To be honest with you, it's. It's been amazing because it's it's made me grow as a person as well. Damien says his research into his family's story opened all kinds of new doors for him. His bookshelves are overflowing. It all led him to explore more art, more music, and get connected with local Austin artist Reggie Thomas, whose artworks adorn the sides of the trailer. It was like stepping through a gateway. It's definitely been like a can of worms in the best way possible, right? 
is like all the all the cultural elements that go along with it, right? Because it's like food isn't served in a vacuum. To have all of the the elements, like the the, the visual, you know, the all the senses going on. That's something that I'm excited about. That's something I'm excited about, you know, moving towards in the future is incorporating, you know, other elements to it. Distant Relatives is located at Meanwhile Brewing in Austin. It's open Wednesday through Sunday from noon to 8. Go get yourself some incredible brisket. Our podcast is a co-production of Atlas Obscura and Stitcher Studios. This episode was produced by Amanda McGowan, Caroline Covington, and Baudelaire. The production team includes Doug Baldinger, Chris Naka, Camille Stanley, Willis Ryder-Arnold, Sarah Wyman, Manolo Morales, Gabby Gladney, Gianna Palmer, Tracy Samuelson. Our technical director is Casey Holford. This episode was sound designed and mixed by Luce Fleming. If you want to learn more, be sure to visit atlasobscura.com. There's a link in our episode description. And our theme and end credit music is by Sam Tyndall. I'm Dylan Thuris, wishing you all the wonder in the world. I will see you next time.